0: If I've not met you before, my name's Tim. I'm one of the leaders here. And um, uh, together with a few friends from uh, Kenya, uh, the Indian Ocean, and uh, Peru, I, I'm going to be speaking tonight. Um, so we're thinking about kind of global. Uh, how, how do you think about the nations of the world? When you think about the nations of the world, I'm not quite sure what, you, what comes to mind. Actually, maybe for some people, it's a holiday been on. Maybe there's a a holiday, maybe the kind of holiday of a lifetime where you you travel to somewhere exotic, and when you think about countries of the world, maybe to your mind there comes back, I don't know, just a a place that you visited. There's kind of photos that you've still got on Instagram of the kind of the amazing uh, scenery or the the history or the culture that you encountered. Maybe for some of you, when you think about the world, it's because you uh, watch the news and you see countries around the world that are facing... Heartache and pain, you're aware there's countries where the, the privileges that we have, being in this country, the privileges of, of having food and having a home and having education and living at peace, are just so absent in places where there's famine, where there's natural disaster, where there's political unrest. I don't know, when you think about the world that we live in, what comes to your mind? I don't know when you've actually, maybe you've had the chance to visit um, another nation uh, of whether you've just done the tourist thing or maybe for some of you you've taken the time to actually meet some of the local people. I know there's some different kind of trips I've been on, some short-term trips like, like Joe. Uh, um, uh, places like, kind of when I was 20, visited Hungary and you know, it was behind the Iron Curtain. Um, and I actually went to Saged, where Andy's from, and there was just a, a local person there who um, made ice cream and, and uh, fancy cooked goods. Uh, and he was kind of a, a of a relative of a relative of a relative of somebody who I passed in the street one day. Um, that we, and uh, we went to visit, and we stayed at his house. And actually to stay in his house and just find out something about Hungarian culture kind of under the communist rule, actually was just, I mean, so much better than walking the streets of Budapest and see the amazing architecture. Going to places like um, Swaziland and uh, and again, rather than going to the the game reserves and seeing the big five, actually just to meet people. People like you, people like me, people with hopes and dreams and yet there's abject poverty. Parents have died of AIDS and um, yeah, what's life about? And we're thinking tonight about whatever you think about the world in which we live. We're thinking tonight about Jesus. Jesus and the nations. What has Jesus got to do with the nations? Actually, you may be here as a guest or visit. You may be watching online and uh, and you may not personally know Jesus yourself yet. We hope you will one day. But for those of us that have found Jesus, we know that Jesus has radically changed our lives. We know that he's brought peace and We know he's brought hope. We know that he calms our anxious fears. We know that he's given us purpose and and destiny in our lives. And for some of you know that, some of you are discovering that, but the truth is that every man, woman and child born into this world is known by God, loved by God. Actually, each one of them, he longs for them to encounter through Jesus his peace and his hope and his forgiveness. And she longs for people from every tribe, tongue, and nation to to be able to come into the new heaven the new earth because of all that Jesus achieved on the cross. And as we think about Global Partners Weekend, it's it's about how do we position ourselves in that story, that story that is moving towards every man, woman, and child, whatever culture, whatever nationality. It's the story that started off with A world that was broken. A world that was broken, that God intended to be good, and and God's rescue plan started off with a promise. It was Abraham's promise. Do you know that this in in Genesis chapter 12, um, verse 1 to 3, it says, God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You will be a blessing, and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. That was the story. That was the trajectory. There's going to be something about Abraham. Abraham who's there, putting his own personal faith and trust in God. As he puts his personal faith and trust in God, he is blessed like we are. But that blessing wasn't supposed to stay with him. That encounter with God wasn't supposed to be solely his experience. Actually, he wanted to bless all people, all nations. But unfortunately, God's people, we read through the story, actually they took the first part of that Very much to heart, we're a blessed people. We're known by God, we're loved by God. Actually, we've got God's laws, we've got God's covenant, we've got God's presence, we've got God's temple. We're okay, boo hiss all of you. And they didn't take the good news about God, the blessing of God, into the nation's and so following Abraham's presence, there was the prophet's insight. The prophet's insight is someone like Isaiah comes along and, and prophesies to these people who turn the blessing inwards. And unfortunately, sometimes the church, the church in the UK can do the same. We turn the blessing inwards. It's for us. It's for us to find a peace and us to find a hope, us to have a happy, wonderful church community to be part of. And, and sometimes it can be just about us and we forget, forget it's not just about us. It's about everyone else. And so the prophet Isaiah comes and prophesies in Isaiah 49. He says, Is it too small a thing for you to be my servant, uh, to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring those of Israel I have kept? I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation might reach the ends of the earth. Something's going to happen that's going to be a light to the Gentiles. It's gonna, God's salvation is going to reach to the ends of the earth. As Jesus, the light of the world, is born, eight days old, he's taken into the temple, and Simeon holds Jesus, God in our world. The story breaking in in flesh and blood. He looks and he quotes Isaiah and says, Here, this child, this child is going to be a light to the nations. He's going to be the one that's going to turn lives right way round, upside down, is gonna to touch every nation of the world. And as that child grows up and, and Jesus kind of preaches and teaches and, and inspires people with the kingdom, he then says to his followers, do you know what, you have a task to do. You've been blessed because you found me. You've been blessed by the teaching, by the healings, by the miracles, by the new life. But Matthew 28 verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. That was the story. They were to find a blessing in Jesus, but then they were to take that to every nation, making disciples that follow Jesus. So on the day of Pentecost, what happens is that the Holy Spirit is poured out, and, and actually there's people there from all of the kind of, this, what was known as the civilized world back then. As the Holy Spirit was poured out, people from these different countries, Acts chapter two, from the Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius. Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and even parts of Libya near to Cyrene. Visitors that come from Italy, from Rome. Both Jews and converts to Judaism. Uh, Those from Crete, Cretans and Arabs are there. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own language. On that day, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. I'm sure they weren't all from Jerusalem. I'm sure they were from those Countries around what was the then known world on that day gave the life. The church was born. People from different tribes and tongues and nations encountered Jesus. It wasn't just for the Jews. Acts chapter 11 says how Cornelius is the first non-Jew to become a Christian. Acts chapter 11 verse 18. So then, uh, even the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. That's the story. We encounter the blessing, the kindness, the compassion, the forgiveness of Jesus, and we're to take that into the world in which we live. We take it into this part, Bristol, Jerusalem, Judea, to the UK, um, Samaria, kind of Europe, and, and uttermost parts of, of, the, of the earth. And, and, and our global partners have heard that call and responded to it. We're gonna hear from three of them. um, uh, Just how does this kind of work? Um, uh, First, the Zoom conversations, uh, kind of the connection to Lima wasn't wonderful. Um, But uh, first I asked Joshua, Joshua, if you're part of the story, what does it mean for Jesus to Kenya? Um, This is what he had to say. Well, can I introduce you to my friend uh, Joshua? um joshua is in kenya i got to know joshua many years ago when he's part of our church and uh when i met him he always had a passion for jesus um i've been running the alpha course for about 10 years Uh, joshua was an intern came to support me and was just so loved jesus so loved the way to communicate jesus that um he took on the alpha coordinating role from me so joshua lovely to see you lovely to see you tim and Woody's greetings um joshua we're talking about jesus for every nation and um i wonder for yourself um what do you feel about making jesus known in every nation and what's that look like for you in kenya at the moment
1: great thank you tim and again um it's a journey and journeying with jesus we go through seasons transformations and we've been asking <clears throat> so I've been asking, how do we steward the youth of Africa? And by the way, Africa is very young. When we say it's a rising giant, it really is. By 2050, more than half of the young people in, Earth, in the world will live in Africa. Those are the statistics. For us in Kenya, our median age is what, 19.5. So we have a very youthful population that, that now we are confronted with the challenge of reaching them with the gospel, because whoever wins, the next generation wins, period. And big tech, Google, and the rest, they are aware that of the potential that Africa has by virtue of it having a very young population. Some of our nations have a median age of, what, 16? So it's like the momentum. <laughs> And we usually say population growth used to be a problem now it has actually become an asset in the kingdom and for us what you've woken up to, and what i feel is a particular campaign that i am running personally at of course in the context of the university is to awaken the church with the opportunity not the liability the opportunity of having such a young population so intentionally working to reach the young people with the gospel now practically <clears throat> that for me has uh, of course teaching them at the university but also working with churches and with groups of pastors and pastors fellowships across the country to try and get them to engage the realities of uh, our youthful population and what that means for the future. Not just the future of our politics, not just the future of our leadership not just the future of our societies and the whole socio-economic dimension but also the future of world mission. Yeah, somehow it's dawned on us that it rests, yes, on other people, but squarely on us as the African church. But what does that mean now for us? Yeah, if we look at poverty, we look at corruption, which is endemic, what does Jesus think about this issue? So that we go beyond our Kenyan culture, because often we reduce it to our culture or oh, corruption is a way of life. No, it isn't. Right. Jesus doesn't say think it is. So being able to break those limits we put on our message. So yes, it's common.
0: That's why we're here. Uh, Joshua um, is aware that um, seeing a young generation uh, mobilized to find Jesus, and actually could there be another missionary movement that rather going to Africa comes from Africa. And he's there in the university and he's been part of the story. The story is that being blessed, so that the rest of the world can be blessed. The second little interview I did was with um, uh, Amy. Amy's in a, a, a country that is uh, over ninety-nine percent Muslim. Um, and what does it mean to be part of a story where you're sharing Jesus with um, not only another culture uh, but another faith group? How do we um, take verses like what, things that? That Peter says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There's no other name. I mean, it's not Hinduism and uh, Islam, kind of, actually, there's no other name by which we can be saved. Actually, do we have a confidence? And society pushes against that. You can't be so arrogant. You can't be so conceited to think that, that Jesus is the only way to get to know God as a heavenly father. And And yet, somehow the Bible says that that is. Other religions can get to know God as creator and judge, but there's only one name that you can trust in to find God as father. And that name is Jesus. So how do you communicate in Jesus in a predominantly Muslim culture. Here's uh, what Amy's got to say.
2: It's, yeah, it's been an amazing privilege to um, learn how to talk to Muslims about Jesus. Um, this wasn't something I really knew about before I came here, but um, living and working um, amongst Muslims and, and being here in, in order to share uh, my faith with them and give them the chance to, to meet Jesus and love Jesus and, and be with him in his life. Um, it, it's been incredible. Um, first of all, you've, you've got to understand where they're coming from, and that involves um, loving and respecting them, listening, asking questions, understanding who they think Jesus is already, understanding who they think, um, what they think you believe about Jesus. And, and often it's, it's strange things like uh, the Trinity is, is God, Jesus, and Mary, and, and being able to counteract some of those um, facts um often it's it's getting people into god's word if they can particularly back right right starting at the beginning so that people understand um why jesus came um and so starting right back in in the garden of eden and 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 the fall and and building that picture of, of this one that we're waiting for um and then understanding that jesus is the one that we're waiting for and and hoping and praying that God shows them that, that he is now waiting for them. Um, and that Jesus is calling them and, and wants to, to know them, not as just a, a name in a book, a prophet who's been, um, but as, the as God who has come, uh, to die for them and, um, break them out of the darkness and bring them into his light. And, uh, there's so many ways you can share about Jesus. And, and it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's about sharing who Jesus is for you. Um, your testimony, um, what, yeah, how God has changed your life. Um, and then praying, praying with faith uh, that God is is at work, um, that Jesus does love the people of this nation, uh, that he can break through barriers and that he can bring people into his life. Um, and that, yeah, Jesus is waiting for, for the people of this nation to, to come to know him.
0: I was wondering if anybody could just give us a little, little story, a little example of how, uh, yeah, of uh, how talking to, uh, Someone who's local has been brought up within the Muslim culture of talking about Jesus and what difference that made?
2: Yeah. Um, again, for many, we, we've seen some locals come to faith and, and it's been a journey. Um, and again and again, w- there's a couple of different key ways that we've seen people come to faith. Um, one is through through God's word. Um, and so just recently, there's there's a, a guy with woman, El Amin. Um, he's been friends with, believers for a while he's asked some questions um but he just recently he got his hands on an audio recording of, of the book of mark and he listened through that and and at the end he, he told me he said i knew jesus was going to return um but now i know that he came uh, he died he rose again and uh, he rose again and one day he's he's going to return and, and i want to i want to follow him now um but enough his brother has had been a believer for two years and he met Jesus in a dream and that's another way that, that um people are encountering Jesus he's he's speaking to them in dreams um and uh, amazingly in the in just the plan of God they both got um, baptized uh just two weeks ago together um and were able just to celebrate that new life in Jesus and so yeah we're seeing God move uh sometimes it's it's really quickly and sometimes it's really slowly um, but he is at
3: work, and Jesus is, is meeting people
0: here. It was so moving talking to Amy, because she's given 16 years of her life as a young woman um, to a nation where um, she's been kind of pushed out to the, the margins, and, and, and just Kind of to hear the joy in her voice as she said about those people getting baptized, people finding Jesus personally for themselves and being baptized. And I and I wonder if there's people here and you think Do you know I I just love to share faith with yeah Muslim cousins people that have got some of the origins that may be the same as Christianity but somehow it's uh, they've just they haven't encountered Jesus the, the Jesus that we know. Actually, you don't have to go abroad. Actually, in Bristol, there's many communities that are Muslim-majority. In the foyer after the service, a friend of my called David is going to be there. You'll see him with a stand, and and he, he works at befriending Muslims within Bristol. Actually, if that's something that maybe even tonight God's putting on your heart, part of your story of taking the goodness of Jesus to other tribes, tongues, and nations, and maybe you'd like to do that here in Bristol. Maybe talk to David after the service. But just lastly, as I come to a close... How are you being involved in that story? How are you being involved in the story that's being blessed to bring a blessing, not just to Bristol, not just to the UK, but to the nations of the world? I believe God has a part for us each to play. I asked uh, uh, Charmian and Dennis, Charmin's from the UK, she went over to Peru, a bit like Joe, and uh, found um, a Peruvian man, and family, and they were super excited when I spoke to them because their daughter um, has just been selected to play uh, football for uh, for Peru, just on the way to Argentina to play football for the national team. So they were kind of buzzed um, that their daughter was kind of uh, enjoying the sport. But uh, here's what um, and Dennis say about how we can get involved with Global Mission.
3: Being from Bristol and uh, growing up in the UK, um, we have a certain way of thinking, we have a certain way of believing or expressing faith. And when I first came to Peru, I found so many of those things challenged. And I think that the first thing I noticed when I came to Peru was the extreme poverty. And I noticed the need, the amount of need that there was, um, just the people who could come alongside, and not just with words, but also with actions, um, express the love of Jesus to people all over Peru. Um, that started off in a children's home. I remember seeing the children from the children's home and thinking, I, I want to be able to do something that makes a difference. I, I know that sometimes sounds like a bit of a cliche, but the truth is that in missions, in short-term, in long-term missions, you can really make an amazing difference to people's lives. Um, some of that is definitely practical through... Um, giving and donating and, and supporting projects. But a large part of that is also spiritual. There's such a spiritual hunger and such a need for, for God in Peru. And um, many people are actually just waiting for someone to say, will you pray for me? I need perfect healing. I feel an emptiness inside. I'd like to know more. And people are amazingly open in Peru and uh, that's like, it's just almost like people are waiting for you to come and to, to get involved. And so there's so much opportunity here. And that's why I have really committed so many years to, to being here in Peru. And I don't regret any of it.
0: <laughs> Great. And, and um, Dennis, as, as a church pastor there in Lima, um, there's something about as Jesus died on the cross that... Um, he died for every man, woman and child so what, what motivates you to go out into the, the jungles or to the mountains in, in Peru and leave the city of Lima to tell people about Jesus
4: well thank you for that, uh, that question um, Tim, you know God's heart is for the nations, you can find that from, from the Old Testament to the New Testament you know the last book of the, of the Bible talks about, in Revelation talks about You know the vision, every every town, every people and the word they use is ethnos which it doesn't mean you know from a country but different ethnic groups so Jesus died not only for the people of Lima or, or Bristol but he died for every tribe, every town every person in the world so in our in, in, the, um, in the Great Commission Jesus said you go Jerusalem, Judea Samaria to the ends of the world. So we got to start with our Jerusalem, which is our, our city, Lima. And then we got to start with Judea. For us, it's Peru and in Peru in the general of Peru, there are 13 unreached uh, ethnic groups. They haven't heard about Jesus yet. And so our heart is to take Jesus there so they can uh, hear the gospel and they, they can experience Jesus um, well.
3: So we want to invite you to come over and join us. Maybe it will be a short-term mission trip, but maybe God will call you to something even greater and you can go to the ends of the earth, which is what it feels like when you go to the Amazon jungle
4: of Peru. And, and when you're in Bristol, you know, you have the nations there, wow, the students there, go with that passion. You know, Jesus loved loved you so much. God loved you so much that he gave his only son for you and for all those nations as well.
0: What's your part in the story? What's your part in taking the blessing of God to the nations? I just want to give a little space before I get Johnny and uh, Ella to come and give us some practical ways in which you can just some space for you to just personally to think. Knowing God's blessing and encouragement for you, m- maybe God's saying to you, why not give short missions a go? Maybe God might be even saying to you, some of you, that actually, there's a life ahead of you and a life to be invested. It might be invested in in, in medical care in, a, in another country. It might, might be that, again, with all the challenges around climate change, that you want to be a, a climate change missionary. You know that actually, you know that that, that kind of the justice around climate change is actually going to impact some of the poorest countries in our world. And maybe for some of you, you've got a real passion for church, and you think, what if there could be a vibrant church in every? kind of uh, tribal people group, what about those unreached people groups that have never heard about Jesus, that have not got scripture in their own language? Actually, maybe some people, even in this room tonight, you might be moved to think, actually, I could give my life to something like that. And I just wanted to give you a moment of quiet, um, just for us all to reflect. Reflect on the blessing, healing, forgiveness, wholeness, joy, peace that we've received. And how are we going to give that to bless the nations? It may be, as Dennis said, it's kind of getting involved with something like BISC, international students, serving international students. It may be involved in uh, one of the, caring for some of the asylum seeking groups with uh, the Afghans that are coming in, maybe for some, even some Sudanese that might be uh, arriving. Actually, what are we doing to care for the, the, the strangers and the, um, the immigrants in our city? taking the blessing we've received to this world. Let's have a moment of quiet. And in that quiet, just give God a space to speak to you. the end of the story in Revelation 7 it says this after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb wouldn't it be wonderful if you give your life and as a consequence somebody from a nation, a tribe a people, a language are there before the throne of Jesus worshipping him because of a sacrifice and a choice that you made. We're just going to hear from Ella and, and Johnny, just um, uh, uh, three things that we can do. Pray, give, go. Uh, that maybe something you've heard this evening. I think, actually, I, I really want to pray. Ella, how can people get involved in praying for uh, Global Partners and praying for our world?
5: Every first Monday of the month, We get together at 7.45 down in the crypt to pray for all of our global partners. And thanks to Zoom, now that we're all familiar with that, we quite often will call them, see how they're doing, have a live catch-up with them, or Johnny will have chatted to them. Johnny does an amazing job of pastorally supporting all of our global partners. Yes, appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So... He's super up to date with all of our global partners, and we'll share everything that's going on with them. And so we get to pray together, and those are such encouraging meetings. They, they are pure, rich joy uh, to, to just find out what's go- what God's doing around the world. It gives you so much hope for what's going on, and it's encouraging to pray together. Um, there are really good biscuits. You also provide a great selection of biscuits. I'm not joking. That's legit. Uh, so that's one way you can get involved. First Monday of the month, down in the crypt, 7:45 till about 9:30. And it's a a rich time. The second thing is something that my parents' home group have done. They've adopted some global partners. So they've adopted uh, Julian and Maywa, who are in the Middle East. And they pray for them regularly. Uh, Some some of the home groups support them financially. They'll email them. They'll phone them and just check in, see how they're doing. If you're part of a home group, why not consider doing that and just getting together and thinking, okay, who can we... Who can we support and pray for if we just adopt someone? Again, chat to Johnny or any of the global partners if you think, oh, yeah, I want to adopt you. You look great. Or if you want to find out more, then talk to Johnny or me. And then lastly, <clears throat> uh, there's just this wonderful verse in Luke 10 where Jesus is about to send out a bunch of disciples and followers. And uh, that he's commissioned them and said, go out and heal the sick and cleanse people and preach the gospel. And the kingdom of God is near. Preach that message to them. And he's, Jesus is just looking out thinking, oh, they're, they're going to go out and um, spread the good news. And he says, the harvest is plentiful, i.e. there are people ready to come to Jesus. And Charmian was saying the same thing. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out more workers to his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. So I would encourage you to make that your prayer. Just think there is salvation out there that people are waiting for, and just make it a personal prayer that you pray as part of your normal rhythm, daily or weekly. Lord, the harvest is plentiful. Send out workers, send out workers, and pray for more global partners from this church. Pray for more more global partners from around the UK and from Africa to Africa, South America, all over, and, um, and maybe you'll be one of them.
0: Amazing. That's the first thing maybe you could respond, is that you could pray. Um, the second thing to do is, is give um, now uh, many of you've met johnny and as, uh, as i said johnny is an absolute star because he pastors and cares for uh, our global partners but one of the things is that you uh, keep an eye on how the giving on the second sunday how it gets distributed to our global partners um, so i think you you and dave meet you have kind of and and you kind of make sure that you, we steward well the, the money that is, is given
6: yeah yeah that's right and um, and you give, and we, we're so grateful to, to the church giving. If the church didn't give, these guys couldn't be where they were. Many of them are living by faith, and it is, it is wonderful that we can take part in that. It is, it is really one of those massive three pillars. And I, I know people who can't go for whatever reason, but they are so able to build and make resources and, 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 and set them free uh, in, into the world of mission. And just, uh, just the, today, this morning, as we were in, worshiping today, in my mind's eye, I looked up, and there are 18 flags in this room representing 30 of our global partners. But I saw in my mind's eye a triple-decker of flags, that there were over 50 flags that represented people that we given to who and we resourced through th- times like this to have gone out. And I just thought, Lord, yes, in our time, Lord, bring that resource, bring those people into our, our, our congregation that we would be able to glorify God.
0: I suppose just the last thing we wanted to say is, what about Go? Actually, what if, as a result of this evening, you think, actually, I'd like to give yeah, Global Missions a, a go. Do you want to just say briefly yeah. about short-term missions as yeah. well as maybe
6: a call to long-term missions? Yeah. So... With short-term mission, we've had some great examples, and I was just thinking of a few things that we've sent people on recently. We've had people climbing in the mountains of the Middle East or going for prayer walks in North Africa or working in in France uh, in a cafe. There are lots of very practical opportunities. Certain things that would that would grab you, but might not grab others. Um, Dave, our friend, is going to be outside where you literally can go into the streets of Eastern and, and have amazing breakfast with people and just share about your faith with others. So there are short-term opportunities, and I think with long-term, having been a, a, a missionary myself, it's really important that we send our best. We send folk who are ready to go, ready to be, um, to, to give of that. Um, that depth that, that we want to share Jesus. I was really touched this evening by the song where it said, you're all I need, you're all I want. Help me, um, help, help me to know you are near. And I think what God is saying is, help God to, 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 to let these people know that he is near. And, and that's the prayer that we go beyond our, the, our walls, that we would be those who help others know that he is near. And uh, I just say, with, with long-term, mission and short-term, we, we can provide training and support and mentoring. We, we've done all the, mis- I've made all the mistakes out there, and so we don't want to send people to make the same mistakes. So please come and talk to us. Uh, we'd love to build a team of those who are givers, goers, and prayers, and and, and they're also important.
0: Yeah. John, I wonder if you could pray for us in a moment. Uh, should, we, should we all stand um, as we come to a close? Um and as we stand, I'll just get Johnny to pray over us for, again, those three things. How are we committed to praying? How are we committed to giving? How are we committed to going? Um, and then when we pray, the worship band are going to lead us in uh, a bit of worship. And actually, if you'd like some prayer, maybe there's something you feel challenged by. I'm going to get the global partners to actually go and over here. And actually, if there's a country you're particularly interested in, and you saw one of, pe- one of the people, why not go and have a, a, a word with them? Actually, maybe if you like some prayer, maybe you feel that, actually, I need my heart to be broken. I've got In my head, I kind of think, I maybe should be doing something, but my heart's taking a little bit of a longer time to get the message. And just have someone praying with you, that, that the Holy Spirit would soften your heart to his call to be a blessing to the world. And maybe during the worship time, come and find one of the global partners here, and, and they'll be willing to pray for you. If you couldn't care less about mission, you probably definitely need them to get prayed praying for you, <laughs> that you have a passion for mission. Is that okay? So, uh, John, if you pray for us, yeah. then, then we'll, we'll worship.
6: Let's lift our hands up and, um, and just honor God now. Lord of all creation, we stand here in Bristol and proclaim your worth over the world. Lord, you are worthy of every tongue, tribe, and nation to worship you. And Lord, it's happening. We thank you that you are working, God, in the simple, in those who are, have no education, in those with PhDs, whatever, God, you are doing, you're doing your work. And Lord, we stand here collectively. I pray on behalf of us all, Lord, uh, come in and show us, Lord, our part. Show us, God, the things that you can do in this world. Lord, you, you promised that you, we would do far more than you did on earth. And that's hard to believe. But, Lord, collectively, yes, absolutely, Lord, you want to come and fill us with a, a huge sense of perseverance, love, trust, joy, God, all based on the fact that you died for us. You filled us with your Holy Spirit, and you said in that great commission, go, go into all the world. We love you, Lord. We just proclaim, Father, through our worship, through our lives, through our money, through our prayers. We love you, Jesus. There's nothing more wonderful on this earth, in this universe, Lord, than knowing you and sharing the joy of blessing the the, the creation in your amazing name, we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. So let's worship King Jesus. If the global parts want to come
0: to the front. If you'd like some prayer, do come to the front as well. Get some prayer, and we'll worship Jesus together.